There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From London, I'm Nick Clark, and you're listening to The Standard Podcast. I'm actually hopping over from our theatre podcast. Our chief theatre critic, Nick Curtis, met up with Patrick Vale, who's currently starring as a young Dr. Brenner in the blockbuster stage adaptation of Netflix show Stranger Things. Tell us a little bit about Stranger Things, The First Shadow. Well, in terms of what I'm allowed to talk about, because, mm. of course, you know, we've signed these sort of ironclad things about what we can and cannot say. Stranger Things, The First Shadow is set in Hawkins, Indiana in 1959, and there you will find familiar faces from the television series of Joyce Maldonado, Bob Newby, and Jim Hopper, all in high school. And to Hawkins arrives a new boy, a new kid in school, Henry Creel, who is 14 and moving from Nevada with his family, where something bad has happened. And they are moving to Hawkins for a fresh start, and as one might imagine, that fresh start doesn't go particularly to plan. Right. Well, tell us your your part in this. You are the young Dr. Brenner. Yes, I play young Dr. Brenner, um, brilliantly um, played by Matthew Modine on the series, of whom I'm a huge fan. Alumnus of this podcast. We interviewed him for uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, of course. Yes, of course. But yes, so go on, tell us about this. Yes, so I play Dr. Brenner, who arrives in the story at a point where there sort of seems need of a doctor to arrive. And the journey of Henry Creel and Dr. Brenner um, is sort of an exploration into the origins of this series, of what the television series is. And so there is this sort of wonderful, you know, it's like having this fantastic card up your sleeve, knowing that not only am I sort of in this wonderful, almost like a Cronenberg film of a play, you know, this sort of strange doctor and patient relationship, but I also sort of am in this wonderful origin story. So it's Mm. being in a proper play, but also this sort of massive treat for fans of the series. I think the theatre world was sort of fairly boggled when this was announced because you wouldn't think Stranger Things was a natural oh, stage adaptation. Me too. I was bogged. I was sort of like, what? And then as I sort of, you know, became aware that there was interest in my possibly meeting people involved with the project, uh, I glanced at the creative team, <laughs> yes. uh, which is sort of this like murderer's row of like geniuses. Yeah. And 
began to sort of realize what was you know going on there was something far more than a cash in it was this like a proper play that was going to serve as sort of an entity on its own and that Stephen Daldry and Justin Martin and Kate Tree Fry along with the Duffers were going to create something that no one's ever experienced before yeah. and it's really it's it is what's happening which is what I'm thrilled to say yeah as you say that's an incredible meeting of minds that's the sort of Duffer Brothers who created the original series <laughs> yeah. Stephen Daldry who you know has been behind many many mm. astonishing theatre productions over the years but also mm. the Olympics all the Olympic and Paralympic ceremonies of 2012 so of course. He's I a didn't man, even know about I forgot about yeah. that yes <laughs> he's a man oh, not God. unused to spectacle uh, right. are we going to be seeing some some sort of spectacle and some effects in this because it's an effects heavy TV series I Stranger mean, Things listen there's stuff that like I'm in it and I don't really believe it as it happens. It it really is quite stunning. And I'm not just saying that in a sort of promoting way. There's stuff that makes me just sort of, I make sort of strange noises if I'm watching a tech session, just going, what? You know, and because you can't believe it. And it's this amazing sort of fusion of old fashioned stage magic, which is obviously the best kind of thing ever, coupled with really stunning craft that comes from technology that I don't know anything about. Yeah. Plus designers who know how to make things beautiful. Hmm. And so you just sort of marvel at this thing that's sort of taking shape before your eyes and then coupling it with like good story and the performances that are happening. It's really like really quite humbling to be a part of it. Right. Are you missing Oklahoma? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I mean, you know, there are my heart is sort of always there. I mean, it's, that was such a formative thing for me, that show. You know, I sort of grew up with it and it with me. Mm. But I'm very happy to, you know, it was this amazing sort of actor's dream where, you know, Oklahoma ended its West End run on September 2nd and I began rehearsals for Stranger Things on September 4th. I had, you know, a day. A day of unemployment, <laughs> thinking I'm never going to work did, again. Yeah. Yeah. I did my laundry. Right. And then I went to work. And um, it was just incredible. And like it's sort of, you sort of, have, sort of prepare for the burial of a play for a long time before you, when you know the closing date is coming, you have this sort of wonderful process of sort of saying goodbye to it. And mm. with Oklahoma, I'd, had, I'd sort of said goodbye so many times, honestly, because I never really sure. thought it would keep going. Yeah. It was this amazing, like, you know, it was like a rash that kept coming back. <laughs> a wonderful rash. Yes. But like, you know... Yeah, it just sort of remains in me at all. I, I sort of don't know if I can ever miss it because it's not ever gone. It's like, it's, it's the greatest sure. thing. Right, let's go to the ads. If you're a fan of all things theatre, want to know what to see and not to see, and hear interviews from the biggest names on the West End and Broadway stage, we release an episode every Sunday morning. If you click the link in the show notes, our page will open up wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. What does London do better than New York, and what do you miss about? Well, I don't want to start any sort of war. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things that I really have loved about working here is that London audiences sort of, the way, the the habit of going to the theatre is very deep in the center of the middle of the marrow of the people of this city. Yeah. You know, like you can feel people far more used to experimentation because they see more theater. Hmm. And, and, and that's a cost thing. I mean, obviously costs are astronomical here as well as not quite as bad as New York, but yeah. like, but you know, they're just the habit is the habit is in the people. And like, so there's that, I would say that, audiences here are really thoughtful and daring they're as daring as the artists in many Mm. ways and you know you need a daring audience if you are going to have daring artists because and so i feel like there's a sense of collaboration here that is really thrilling to be a part of uh the community is very loving and very just very wonderful gallery of nut jobs i mean it's great (laughs) i really am just a fantastic I don't know if it's better, but it is different. Yeah. Yes. Is your sort of attention focused on anywhere beyond Stranger Things, or is this? Are you going for other sort of film, TV oh. jobs while this is going on? Or oh, I know God. it's not up on its feet yet. I mean, so. I can barely, you know, go to the shops, let yeah. alone. It's, it's the only thing I can do right now. No, this show really, you know, is a. It's a big whole commitment. It's 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 remarkable. I mean, I really I. My attention is joyfully very full with just Stranger Things. And it's, it is, it's a far more complex thing than I think people coming in might anticipate. There's mm-hmm. a real sort of thorniness to the story. And like, there's a lot of gristle around it. And like, things that are going to make people very uncomfortable, but also things that are going to make people really excited and scared and laugh and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, it occupies everything, which is fun. You know, you have dreams about it when you work on something that starts to get into you. It's right. really, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. We were talking just before we uh, picked up the microphones about mm. the Standard Theatre Awards and mm. where you reunited with some Oklahoma castmates yeah. and some other people from the sort of London run. Did you get a chance to chat to Nicole Scherzinger and compare notes on winning Best Musical Performance? No, I did not. I did. I congratulated her because it was, this, you know, she has this sort of amazing glow about her, doesn't she? Where she you does. sort of feel like you're, like, walk, even, you're just sort of ascending some sort of pedestal to greet her. 
And I just said, oh, congratulations, you look so wonderful. And she was, you know, she said, thank you, and walked away, and I felt like I'd been sort of, you know, touched. touched. But, yeah, it was <laughs> really greatness. extraordinary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's still big, it's just you got small, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just sort of, you know, yeah, touched the hem of her garment. What's your first memory of theatre? My first memory of the theatre is actually not a play, it's a ballet. Uh, my parents, every year took me and my sister to see The Nutcracker at New York City Ballet at Lincoln Center, George Balanchine's The Nutcracker. And I was, I, th I believe I was three, and my parents were very nervous that I would, you know, make a fuss the way a three-year-old might. And apparently I did not, and was transfixed, and came home and was very, you know, apparently very quiet, and you know, and, and then, that was really became this sort of obsession, the ballet, and then I was a dancer before I was an actor. Mm. Um, so the Nutcracker was very much my way in, and yeah, I and I still go all the, whenever I'm in New York, I will be there. So fantastic, yeah. Patrick Vale, thank you very much for joining oh, us. Yes, thank you for having me. This is wonderful. And that's today's episode of The Standard Podcast. If you want to find our theatre podcast, hit the link in the show notes. For all the latest news, head to standard.co.uk. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.